Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. This episode of Gen X This Is Why contains our usual bad language, but also talk of gun violence. Please keep that in mind before listening. Thank you and enjoy the show. Hey, everybody. I'm going to be on Dateline tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Gen X This Is Why, the podcast where we re-examine the sometimes bizarre and often scarring media from our shared childhood. My name is... <laughs> oh, great. I'm looking at a picture of Michael Landon in the big Chris Farley sunglasses. <laughs> I just got a glimpse of it. Okay. My name is Amy. I'm a proud Gen Xer born in the wonderful year of 1977. And I'm her sister, Jenny, born in 1974. Born in the shithole of 1974. Yeah, it was like literally a shithole, probably. Jenny, did you turn your clocks back? Well, I don't have to because everything is on my whole house is, mm. is mm. Uh, like on the internet with the exception of my stove and mm. my microwave. But like every other clock, quote unquote, that I have is something that's attached to the internet. So it all changed and I didn't know it. And I woke up and I'm like, oh, it's only 830. Like I thought I slept a lot later. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like wandering around my house and I see like all the clocks that say like 1030 or mm-hmm. I forget it was 11. I think when I saw this. No, it was, 11, it was 10 o'clock in real time and I saw the 11 o'clock things. I thought they were getting rid of this bullshit. No, we talked about this. We can, we just don't like, okay. like normal. Like it's normal called stuff. like the sunlight act or something. I don't know. And they have the votes. They just haven't passed it. Nope. Boy, if I had a dime for every time I had to say that. I know, right? Well, they don't even have the votes half the time, but they don't even do something when they have the votes. True, true. Jenny, what are your thoughts on the Weebles? I mean, the Weebles were amazing. Don't you remember the Weebles? Oh, my God. God, we I loved lo- those. I, I, Jenny sent me the Weeble Treehouse image. Well, I posted did, it in the Mimi Bees. Did you notice Uncle Tony Weeble came with it's, the treehouse? It's right there, because we found that. You remember where we found that? The Uncle Tony Weeble? Yeah. I have him still. Where is he? He's at my house, I think. Where? I don't see him. Uh, well, he's not out on display. <laughs> Why not? He I think be. he's in my childhood mail crate, the only oh. box of belongings I was allowed to take from my childhood home. You, I, mean, I have a similar box, similar mm-hmm. size. Mm-hmm. You got to find Uncle Toby, Tony Weeble and you got to post him. Okay, I will. I will. But that was, you saw him. He's the little like cowboy one. Did we ever tell the story of Uncle Tony? The Uncle Tony Weeble? No, Uncle Tony. Well, I think that's where this is going to (laughs) go. Guys, we just had this like real eccentric 
Well, it turns of, out eccentric. Yeah. So we had this really turns out eccentric, mm-hmm. mysterious uncle who was our grandmother's brother. So it was our great uncle. Our great uncle, technically. Who I, I never met him. I did. He came to Pennsylvania when I was very young. I barely remember him. You were probably like two. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, Jen. What He was just real like, he was this figure in our family that had a lot of power. Did because, he? Because, well, like in grandma's life, I feel like he had a lot of power because he was her only brother. Yep. He was her older brother. There you go. And he had money. Because he had no kids. <laughs> he had no kids. And when he died, like, we found all these pictures. Tell them about the pictures. So, well, first of all, he was uh, in the Navy, careerman. So he mm-hmm. was in the Navy his whole life. I think mm-hmm. he was in war. He would have been in World War Two, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Wait a minute. Yeah. Yes. Because he was yep. probably born, like, in, like, 27, 25. Yeah. Yep. Um, he was in World War II. He retired from the Navy. I don't, I forget when, but he retired to Key West, Florida. Mm-hmm. He had a place right in the Gulf of Mexico mm-hmm. and lived in Key West his whole life mm-hmm. from, from that point on. And bought up a and bunch of property down there. Bought up a bunch of in property the Bahamas, down there. everywhere. Yeah. And then Graham would go visit him. Like it started like a couple weeks a year, but then as she got older and like stopped working, it would be, she'd go for like a couple months mm-hmm. in the winter. She'd mm-hmm. go down. And he, he had these neighbors. I won't give any names. Mm-mm. There's a couple. They didn't Mm-mm. have kids either. Mm-mm. And like, you know, they were good friends, whatever. We would just hear about them. And like, I, we really knew nothing about him. He would, I just remember he would call when we were at Sunday dinner at Graham's house and everybody had to talk to him. We had to talk to him. We had yep. to talk to him like, I don't know anything about this person. Like, we literally have nothing to talk about. And apparently I was obsessed with him enough to name my Weeble after him. She did, which was really weird. But um, (laughs) when he died, we got a bunch of stuff from his house, like personal belongings. Graham got them. Let me back up and just say, none of that money filtered down, guys. Because unfortunately, he became sick with Alzheimer's and was... I don't want to say he was swindled out of his money, but he made some real bad deals. Yeah. With like yeah. big hotel conglomerate chains. So yep. a lot of that money was gone. Yes. And then, um, so we got the stuff from Graham. So we we're going through <laughs> pictures. <laughs> and I was like, okay, like something's up here. Like, I don't, I don't want to <laughs> say they were swingers, but like there was some kind of something going on there. A lot like, of animal print. Lie they were they were like print. in convertibles with like bikinis on and like <laughs> like just like these people partied and like it looked oh, fun yes. like oh, it yeah. looked like they threw these crazy parties and had tons of fun and I'm like wait a minute why did I never know this relative <laughs> but I I don't know like unclear what that relationship was but there was definitely something going on I don't know between yeah. who yes and <laughs> I don't then... know what the I don't know what the arrangement was but it was definitely something. When I was doing the family tree, I found a marriage license for him in Virginia. But he never actually got married, right? Never got married. They filed for the marriage license and he never got married. Huh. Interesting. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, so I don't I don't know what the deal was, but it was um 
Listen, there all you good need times to know, down in Key West. All you need to know is Uncle Tony was down there living his best life. Yes, he was. And I was up here playing with the fucking Weeble. Well, and I wish I knew that because when did he die? I feel like he died when we were teenagers. Okay, so he older. died two years before Graham died, and Graham died in 2005. In 2005. Oh, so, yeah. So, like, had I not, yeah, I was, like, 30. What am I talking about? Were we teenagers? We were, like, 30. Right. Yeah. Um, I wish I had known all that. Because, like, I would have, like, gotten Jenny to know him. been down there living, living right next door. <laughs> well, I feel like they probably weren't doing, like, quite, although they were kind of old in a lot of these pictures. Jenny would totally swing with some octogenarians. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, I would have liked to have known known him. I just remember, like, all the stories about how, like, every time there was a hurricane, there was a lot of drama. Yes. Because he never would leave his house. Nope. And there was one point when, like, he was getting really sick that he was, like, stocking up on weapons and guns in case, like, because, I I don't know, he's, like, afraid of who was going to come to his house. Like, it was really, it was bad. Yeah, see, I don't really, what was I doing in those days? I don't remember that. I don't know. It was just, it got, so then they moved him up here and they threw him in a nursing home and they died. I remember that, yeah. Because he was not in the Florida sun. Well, and he had a horrible disease. I know, but I feel like they took him out of his natural environment. Yeah, true. Yeah. All right, Jenny. So let's, guys, the episode's not going to go up much in tone from here. So let's go with Little House on the Prairie, season nine, episode four, Rage, just called Rage. Do you have a description? A man named Mr. Stark learns that because of his family's death, they will be evicted from their home. Again, worst descriptions on We are sugarcoating a lot of stuff here. (laughs) First of all, we're really, that description is really generous to him. Yes, it is. Like family's deaths? Yeah. Come on. Yeah. All right, Jen, it's Sunday after church and the concluding hymn is Rock of Ages. Oh my God. So do you remember when we had that organ and we had Rock of Ages was in there and like we would play this song on our friggin' organ? I remember. Edwards is right in the front row. Do you see that? Yeah, I don't buy that for a minute. Now we get a shot of, it's Robert Loja. I have an index card. I love him. He's the dad from Big. So, who is this madman? Because already he's staring down that boy. Yeah, he plays Thomas Stark, guys. Yes. So this is, and I'm like, who is that? I know who that is. I have like this feeling of dread when I see him. Like, why? Oh, he played the bad guy in a couple things. So this is Salvador, quote unquote, Robert Loja. So his real name is Salvador, but his, I think his middle name is Roger. Or they call him Robert. I'm Robert, not Roger. Yeah. Yep. So Robert Loja is an American actor born in 1930 in Staten Island. He died in 2015. Oh, that's pretty recent. He is most known for his films Jagged Edge, 85, Big, 88, mm-hmm. Scarface, 83, and where I remembered him from. Lost Highway, he plays Mr. Eddie, 1997. Oh, one of my yes. favorite movies. Yep, yep. Because I'm like, I know him. And also yep. Independence Day, he's the general. Yes, he is. 1996. Yep. He's literally been in one episode of almost every TV show. Oh, okay. He's one of those. He's in Columbo, Wonder Woman, Bionic Woman, Six Dollar Man, Pink Panther, Hawaii Five-0, Starsky and Hutch, Chips, Quincy, Charlie's Angels, Falcon Crest. I cannot say Falcon Crest. 
Remember what I used to call it when I was vacuum crust. Vacuum crust. Time for vacuum crust. She was an idiot. That's why. Uh, he was in Murder She Wrote, Magnum PI, Kojak, The Sopranos, Monk, Family Guy, where he plays himself. Oh, okay, do you remember good. that? That was really no. funny. His dad was a Sicilian shoemaker, and his mom, also Sicilian, was a homemaker. They immigrated from Italy. Hmm. He earned a degree in journalism and later studied acting. He served in the army in the Korean War. And in 2010, he was diagnosed with Alzheimer's disease. Way to tie that in. Wow. And he died in 2015. I, I like him. I think he's a great actor. And yeah, I, I like think him he too. does well in this role. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I like him too. So he's looking all menacing and he's staring down some boy. Randall. Randall Page. Oh, Randall Page. You better fucking run, dude. I know. I'm like, what? <laughs> Edwards gets in trouble for being late and he's grimacing about the drought. Now, Thomas Stark, I'm just going to call him Stark because that's what they call him, makes a plan. He's visiting Sleepy Eye and he's going to try to convince them, he's going to like swindle them a deal here, to loan them a pumper, I guess for water? Yeah, I, so old fire, hide, old fire trucks used to pump water from like a lake or a creek mm -hmm, to mm -hmm. spray it on a house. Jen, hey, everybody's all about this. Hey, everybody, oh, yeah. go swindle. <laughs> meanwhile <laughs> meanwhile the daughter elizabeth and jenny are hatching a cover story a uh, cover story the classic <laughs> cover story classic classic elizabeth wants to hang out with this bro randall page but she needs jenny to come along because she's the yeah. good kid yeah mm -hmm. you always need the good friend cover story mm -hmm. because you know elizabeth's a whore who wears her dress above her ankles like, this poor girl has done nothing wrong. The sad part is I feel like mom and dad thought we had some of these friends and they weren't at no, all. No. Yeah. They, None they of our friends are really good influences. Mm -mm. Nope. Jenny asks and and uh, Stark agrees that they can go wading in the pond. This is their cover story. Jenny's going to say her and Elizabeth are going wading in the pond. And then Paige is going to show up. Uh, Randall Paige is going to show up and, I don't know, make out with Elizabeth. Jenny's going to have to peace out then at that point. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So the girls run over to Laura and <laughs> Laura and Manly and Rose is there. They ask if they can wade in the water. And what does Manly say, Jen? I'd come with you if I wasn't wearing my Sunday best. What? I don't gross. Dude, that was no. creepy. Read the room. <laughs> Jesus Christ, you don't tell two like 12-year-old girls you want to go swimming with them if you could take off all your clothes. Yeah, it was so weird. <laughs> Everybody, I'm gonna be on Dateline tonight. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I wrote, How can you raise a child with this man? He's an idiot. Yep. He doesn't know anything. Laura's okay. doing all the heavy lifting. <laughs> So now they ask the Starks, and they reluctantly agree, and they literally put Jenny Wilder in charge of their This daughter. is what I mean. I feel like mom and dad thought Jen who's in the Mimi Bees, was, like, a good influence. Like, that, like, she was a good kid, and if I was going with her, like, they could trust what I was doing, unlike some of my other friends. But, they Jenny, so that wrong. was you. But that, that they was were, you. They were so wrong. No. They were so wrong. Like, Jen was not a, 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 a sorry if any of her family's listening. <laughs> I mean, she wasn't, like, some angel kid. Like, right, that was but, crap. But the contrast is you were definitely the devil. 
Okay, that's not true. Elizabeth is not. No. Okay. She just wants to hang out with a boy. Oh, oh no. I can't. Okay. So now we see the girls wading in the creek and screaming as they splash one another. And Randall Page approaches. And he is dressed like either Isaac from Children of the Corn. Oh, yeah. Good one. Or a ringmaster of a circus. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like the children of the corn. Let's go with that. Jenny makes herself scarce. And now Elizabeth and Randall Page are essentially on a date. He picks her some daisies. He really likes her. And they talk about how her father doesn't like him. And she says, well, we've moved around a lot. And I just wrote, oh, my God, they make out. She says that they moved around a lot because of, quote, unquote, the troubles. Yeah. yeah. Red flag. Red flag. That's, I'm like, I don't even know what that means. I mean, when you talk about the troubles in a historical sense, we're talking about Northern Ireland, which came much later than this. So I'm like, I guess she's talking about like abuse. I don't know what's going on, but I think she's talking about his gambling. I think she's talking about his piss poor business financial decisions. Well, the, which the source of it sounds like he has a gambling addiction. Yes. So they make out and then they make plans to meet They tomorrow. make out, which is unheard of. Unheard of. So cut to dad and he's packing, cut to, to, I call him dad, but it's Stark. He's packing for sleepy eye and mom is literally like, I really don't want you to take those candlesticks with you. They're the only thing I have left. (laughs) So he's like, hey, you need to spend money to make money. So he's hatching a scheme. And my question to Tom Stark is, have you not seen the last eight episodes of Little House or eight seasons of Little House? Like, have you learned nothing from Charles Ingalls? Have you learned nothing? You can't get you can't beat like capitalism. Don't even try to get your scheme started. Mm -mm. Mom says they've lost so much already. The farm, the crops and dad. Some business. Dad says, look, after this trip, there will be no more borrowing. Okay. So in Sleepy Eye, it turns out that dad has been betting on grain fortunes. Which I'm assuming is kind of like the stock market. The stock market. Yeah. Yeah. So he also gets caught having four different banks holding the note on his property. For the full value. Again, this is why we have no documentation and everything is going to go to hell. Well, but don't forget, even when we had documentation, like the thing that has really changed in the last 20 years is the cloud. So yeah. even when you had the internet, you still had things that were kind of like separated, right? Yeah. With cloud now, you can have like you can store this, you can find the sources of everything and know that all the things exist together. Right. Correct. Like yes. like it's the intertwining of that. So like we have we can know all these things from like mm-hmm. system to system. Mhm. So the banker calls Stark a liar and a thief. And he tells him, you cannot have another fucking dime, bro. Banker then hands him an official letter and says, oh, by the way, you also have three days to get off your property and to leave all the contents behind. But like, to be fair, they give him that deal instead of arresting him. Yeah, because he goes out of consideration for your family. I'm not having you prosecuted. Then, Jen, he gets a good day, sir. Good day. I said good day, sir. Good day, sir. (laughs) <laughs> All right, so now we are at the orchard, and every everything is like idyllic, and it's sunny, and the kids are all picking apples. And it looks like and... there's no drought here. There's a million apples. No drought. No drought. Do, do you guys, do your kids go apple picking? Well, we have an apple tree on our property. Not Not red delicious. Not red delicious, no. But we, like, they're edible, and I make pies and shit out of them. 
Wow. So you don't go and pay like $100 a basket to like... No. That's the funniest thing. So many people in New York do that. Like they get in their car, they drive two hours. Mm. And they pay like $50 to fill a basket with apples that they can buy down the street that someone else yeah. filled like yesterday. Yeah. No. Because like we have all those like farm stands. So like yeah. it's it's stuff that they picked close by. Yeah. It's it's kind of crazy, I think. I guess you're, that's the experience. Is that what like families do? I think so. I think so. Our family never did that. <laughs> so Randall Page is standing there and he's talking with Elizabeth when Stark pulls up oh, on his horse. Yeah. He starts to yell at Randall, but Miss Plum sticks up for him and says, your wife gave me the okay to have this kid here. Well, also there's adult, there's an adult supervision, like they're under adult supervision. I just wrote, he's upset that this kid is within banging distance of your daughter. But they're with their teacher doing stuff. How's that different from school? Exactly. Stark is like, where's my wife? Turns out, Jen, she's at the mercantile begging Harriet for credit. Oh, God. When Stark walks in and calls Harriet out on her bullshit. Because Harriet was ready to insult him. Oh, yeah. She's like, yep. we call people like that, uh. And then and she like, stops. Excuse me, what was that? Excuse me. <laughs> Do you notice now, let's just go continuity-wise, okay? We don't see the mayor here, so we don't know if that's happening. We don't <laughs> think this is called Harriet Bull old symbol of art anymore no i think we took down all those signs mm -hmm. okay so stark throws the shit off the counter and drives unnecessary scoop speed oh home. my god like he's insane like, here like instead of hero mode guys it's villain mode oh okay he's driving hero mode villain mode home <laughs> god, okay. that's when you're running home to either like punish someone or shoot someone hide your shit because the yeah. cops are coming mm -hmm. or yep. something so in the house, we get, this This is a big trigger for me. Like this slut shaming. Yes. Yes. Is so bad. It's so, so bad. bad. So we get some slut shaming of Elizabeth because she dared talk to a boy. Like how do they think they're going to further their species? How are they going to get people married and have children? Like you have to, you're expected to get married and have kids. This is like the dichotomy for women. You're expected mm -hmm. to get married and have kids, but like you can't talk to any men. No. Like how are you supposed to find a husband? Like. What like this? What you just stand there till someone picks you? Like this is fucking bullshit. Exactly. And this girl is like twelve or thirteen. Like they'll be trying to marry her off in two years. I think they're slightly older than that. I think they're probably like fourteen. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry, and some well less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs. United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. No, Jenny is 12. Yeah, but Jenny's younger than this girl. Clearly. Oh, right, because everybody goes to school together. I forgot. Yeah. So mom says she gave permission for Jenny, or for Jenny, listen to me, for Elizabeth and Randall Page to be within 500 feet of each other. <laughs> and he starts shaming the mother then for trying to buy shit on credit. Now dad whips out his belt. Yes. Because he's going to beat Elizabeth. Guys, Elizabeth is so cute and sweet. Like, oh my God. It wouldn't so, matter. He mom, shouldn't be like a kid like Jason's well if you junior. and i like if like like i wouldn't if dad beat you i'd be like i get it i mean if like jason's jr got with him <laughs> hey hey <laughs> so dad mom calls dad out on his bullshit and she's like what have you done this time to bring us shame it wasn't us who shamed you and dad very calmly walks into the bedroom and gets his gun out of the drawer and i just wrote oh Oh my, my God. God. I thought he was going to kill himself. Me too. Cut to Randall Page heading over to the house and he hears two gunshots. Two gunshots. Oh my God. I thought he was going to kill either himself or them and himself. No, the right. asshole just kills them. Of course. Well, he doesn't kill them. Well, but he tries. I mean, he, he doesn't yeah. He doesn't think they're going to live. Clearly. He sees Stark take off and he opens the door and he sees we don't know. Wow. At Baker's he is over his head, Jim. Ah, he has no, I was like, they have no chance there at Doc Baker's. Did you get that Edwards was carrying Elizabeth in and trying to tell Doc how to doctor? Yeah, because he's like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, so I feel Ed like I could trust Edwards with a gunshot wound more than Doc. Yeah, Edo Plum is there. Hester Sue's there. Doc's threatening people. Like, I, I need mean, to this go is, in after that bullet. This is something crazy. And Walnut Grove. This is like, really. This is going to attract a crowd. It's a lot. It's a, there's a lot going on. Now, Edwards, meanwhile, is trying to get a posse going. And yeah. he is stuck with, hey, everybody, I'm the worst choice for a posse. This idiot with his <laughs> Lego hair and his mullet <laughs> and his just stupid look on his face. He's going to be in the posse and so is john carter who i've come to like i like john carter i can't wait for the day when dean butler finds you and comes for you <laughs> guys i think i need to have an interview with dean butler <laughs> he's gonna be so mad at you though i need to be like i know you're a good person <laughs> so what was it like for you to read this script and act this way <laughs> okay so now i have i have a a something to point out here they're getting ready 
to go get this guy, right? Yeah. Edwards makes a comment like, you know, when, when you're tracking an animal, you can make sense of him. But a man who tried to kill his own ain't no reason to that. And the wind is gushing. And there's fallen leaves everywhere. And they're in winter coats. Weren't the girls just waiting in the river yesterday? Because it was so hot. Yes. Yeah. yes. No, I don't know if they're winter coats. I mean, he's like, the storm's are brewing. Because, of course, whenever there's, like, a tragedy, a storm immediately follows. Yes, has to. Yeah. Has to. At the Carters, Jason's Jr. is scared. He's upset. Oh, God. This and is he so would ridiculous. Like, he would like some comfort. Nope. From his older brother, no, Jeff, no. who is a narc and a scumbag. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, Jeff's like, get the fuck out of here. And Jeff's like, fuck off and die, get out of here. And then mm-hmm. Jason says, quote, you'll be sorry if I get murdered in my sleep slash your prayers get answered. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So suddenly they hear a horse whinny. And Jeb looks out to see Stark on his horse, like just menacingly, like headless horseman. I mean, headless horseman, Michael Myers style (laughs) shit. Yeah. So he yells down to Sarah, like, oh my God, there's somebody out there. And Sarah is no Carolyn Ingalls because she goes out there without that shotgun. She opens the door, no shotgun, no shotgun, like just to see what happens. And then it feels like she comes back in and doesn't lock it. She comes back in. She doesn't lock it, but she does get the shotgun now. Lock the fucking door. Yeah, that'll stop him for like five yeah. seconds till he can kick S- it in. So what? It gives you okay. five seconds to get the shotgun aimed at his face. Now suddenly Jeb realizes the treasure he has in his little sibling and says, come here and comfort me now. now. <laughs> no, the sad Senior. part is, the sad, first of all, first of all, two things here. You could tell Sarah's like all like stressed out now and like freaked out, even though she saw nothing. Yeah, I wouldn't blame have, her, though. Have your kids ever done this to you? Where, like, they say something crazy and it freaks you the fuck out. And you're like, like, like when they were, like, four, if they were like, yeah, I see, like, you know, I see, like, dead relatives or something. Like, did you ever get this? Like, I feel like, yeah, I mean, I can't remember, like, an instance off the top of my head. But I do feel like I have just been on edge for 15 years. <laughs> Wow. And I still am. (laughs) Just been on edge for 15 years. Nice. Like, I feel like, do you ever see those internet videos where, like, there's a little kid that's saying, or, or, like, it'll be, like, one of those sites where, like, the parents will post Yeah, and, like, they'll say something that a kid shouldn't know, and it's Mm -hmm. totally fucking creepy, and you're, like, if I were their parent, I'd be like, oh, my God. Like, Like, what the fuck? (laughs) Yeah. Now, my dogs have done that. They'll oh, like yeah. be looking into the dark field oh. across the street and just barking. And I'm oh, like, oh no, no, not okay. And so, the other thing I want to say is Jason totally gets used and completely embraces it. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff's like, yeah, now I'm scared. Now why you come wait, over here? Did he get used or and did Jason, he just end up getting what he wanted? And Jason should have been like, no, bitch. Like you it's didn't true. want me over it's there true. before. It's true. So at the Wilders, Jenny is upset because she's worried about Elizabeth. Now, Laura hears the horse Winnie. Oh, fucking horse Winnie. I'm never opening the door if I hear a horse Winnie. This fucking paw trained you better than this. You open the door without a gun too? Now, let me <laughs> just set the con- Does Wait, everybody hold just open the door hold without a gun? Is that what we're doing in the country? As soon as I said it, I realized how it sounded. The context here is... <laughs> They know this murderer is on the loose. They know a murderer is on the loose. And this you is don't... like the equivalent of murder being on the loose in your neighborhood. 
Right. You don't just swing open the door and, hey, everybody, and you're just going out there. Yeah. So Laura, she whips open the door. She sees someone going to the barn, assumes it's Almanzo, and yells to Jenny, Jenny, set another plate for the dinner because Monzo's home. Then she quickly realizes she has made a mistake. Does she assume it's Almanzo because he puts the horse in the barn? Yeah, she sees like the back of him and he's putting the horse in the barn. Well, here's my question. Is putting the horse in the barn, like do do visitors do that? So, like, if someone comes over to your house to, like, visit, do they put their horse in the barn? I don't think so, because we always see, like, the wagon out front if somebody's this visiting. Is, well, that's a wagon, though, not an individual horse. I'm trying to think if Edwards comes over. They might tie the horse up, but I don't know if they put him in the barn. Because you could But don't forget, he thought he was home. Right. But uh, that's what I'm saying. Like, is that unusual behavior? Like, is it, like, the equivalent of somebody pulling so. in the driveway or pulling in the no, garage? No, I think it's somebody pulling in the garage. And somebody pulls in my fucking garage. I'm going to go out there with the shotgun. Well, like, she assumes it's me. I guess, like, in this day, everybody just trusted everything. Yes, of course. She realizes she made a mistake because Stark emerges from the darkness and grabs her and calls her Constance, which is his wife's name. Not a good sign. Not a good sign. In the house, he's calling Jenny Elizabeth and Laura Constance, and he's, like, lost his mind. And I just wrote here, Stark is home, terrorizing your family, while, hey, everybody, is out being a friggin' idiot. Looking at footprints on the ground in the wind. (laughs) Go on, Jenny. This is old hat for Laura, though. You know, she's been held by a crazy person who was calling her by a dead person's name before. That's true. And she's been held hostage at the blind school. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So she's got hostage. She's mm -hmm, got crazy mm -hmm. being held by a crazy person. Yeah. No, no, no. And she was held in the root cellar by that woman whose daughter died. That's who I'm talking about. That's the one I'm talking about. Ellen. Yeah. Okay. But then she was also, oh, she wasn't held hostage by Mr. Amos, but she was involved in that whole. No, but she was held hostage by like those crazy outlaws at at Mary's place, but they didn't think they were somebody else. Right. Correct. So now they're eating dinner, and Stark goes into a long, ranting prayer about the devil's temptations, and he starts shaming Jenny now. (laughs) And then he goes on a rant about the bankers, and Laura just, like, cuts him off, like, amen, to get him to stop ranting about various things. Now Rose cries, and he loses it. Who is this baby? Oh, shit. Yeah. He assumes Elizabeth slash Jenny had the baby, and that's Randall Page's. Yeah. And can we discuss that Rose is killing it with their act and now she may have a death scene. We're not sure. Laura tells him, touch the baby. Pick up the baby. She'll stop crying. What are you doing? Laura's using her damn baby to defuse the hostage situation. That doesn't feel like a great idea to me. I think what she's trying to do is get him to give her the gun. To put down the gun. She said, you have to put down your gun to pick up the baby, but he just tucks it in his pants. Right. Which is a good way to shoot your dick off. And as Rose is getting picked up, her face just says, are you fucking kidding me right now? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So the posse, meanwhile, is in the woods with blistering wind and a fire. And I just wrote, you should never light a fire in these windy conditions. No, especially there's been a drought for like months. (laughs) Everything's fucking bone dry. Oh my God, you idiots. Idiots. Where? is charles where is charles everything's gone to hell so they come upon some innocent man they shake him down i just wrote good job posse yeah, good job. great job i just have great job guys 
Meanwhile in town, Elizabeth has survived and she's resting. And so's her mother, apparently. Yes. And Randall Page goes in to see her and Baker tells him, Elizabeth is fine. Constance, we think, but not so sure. And he says, Randall, take my buggy and drive Hester Sue home. And Randall's like, okay, but I want to swing by Jenny's first. And and Hester Sue is like, "Um, we have the Lord to thank for tonight. (laughs) Not Doc. Like, just, like, like, clearly the Lord played a hand in this. Well, and I'm like, Hester Sue getting out there is the best thing that can happen yes. to Laura. Yes, yes. So meanwhile, Jenny's, Laura is performing the worst rendition of Rockabye Baby on an acoustic guitar that I have literally ever heard in my life. Well, and I just have, like, no, Laura, this is not a great plan. Like, she singing him a lullaby to, to get him to sleep is a dumb plan. A, she has not inherited her father's musical talent. No. B, she plays guitar like I play. Up, down, A, D, A, G. Yeah, that kind of thing. She, and then I realized she was trying to get him to sleep. And While Laura he's holding and, her baby. Yes. Laura and Jenny sneak away and they make a plan. Laura's like, I'm going to distract him. You're to grab Rose, head down to the cellar. Um, why are you heading to the cellar? Run out of the house. Just run. I don't know. Stark, meanwhile, is raging out about the shame the baby will bring to the family. And he shows his gun to Laura and says, I think I'd rather be dead than to know Randall Page's family is going to be laughing at me. In fact, I think I'd rather us all be dead. Jesus. Dun, dun, dun. Laura convinces him, let's go talk to the family. Let's go shoot the Page family instead. Yeah, basically, shoot them. basically, that's the plan. He's going to go make them pay. And she's kind of like, great, let's go make them pay. <laughs> now they leave and Jenny gets down to the cellar. And I just wrote, this is a terrible plan because you Run will never be able to keep a baby the quiet. House. Like, yeah. I don't understand why Laura told her to do that. You're not going to be able to keep no. a baby quiet. And you're trapped. There's no other way out of there. Yeah, I I don't know. Now Randall Page shows up and, oh, Jenny, you know what this reminds me of? Let's go back to I Am Uhtred, Son of Uhtred. Oh, God, I have to rewatch that. I loved that show. The Last Kingdom. When What's-Her-Name was trapped under the floorboards. Oh, God. Do you remember? Yes, that was terrible. Yes, okay. That was such a good show. I missed that show Such a good show. I love it. Uhtred, son of Uhtred. I am Uhtred, son of Uhtred. <laughs> no, we need, we and this is what that. I want to say today. <laughs> now Randall Page shows up and knocks on the door and they don't answer. And he's like, oh, well, I guess they're not home. Right. In the barn. Now, he has gone out to the barn because they're going to go kill the pages. Yeah. Laura sees a, a piece of wood. Yeah. Like a two by. Yeah. And she's like, I'm going to fucking hit him. She cracks him across the head. Yeah. He falls to the ground. She runs outside only to see Randall and Hester Sue driving off. They're like 25 feet away. Run she after them. Easily could have caught them. Yeah. Easily e- could have caught them. Easily. Meanwhile, Stark wakes up real quick real and quick. grabs her by the neck and drags her back into the house. Gen X pro tip. <laughs> if you're going to attack your, your, uh, what, uh, what's the guy? Perpetrator. Kidnapper. Perp- yeah. Kidnapper. If you're going to attack your kidnapper, knock them the fuck out. We have gone over this, guys. If you, if our audience <laughs> like, doesn't know this, the by eighty-seven, now, you have to stab them seventeen times. You have to stab people at least minimum twenty-five times. She should have hit him on the head and then took the pitchfork when yes, it went at him. Yes, just go to town or, or hit him in the head and then like hit him really hard in the knee 
so that he can't walk. You gotta like, you gotta slow him down. Go to town. Go to town. <laughs> but I feel like the I feel like, you know what she should have done. She should have knocked him out. She should have untied gone. the horse, jumped on the horse, and ran yeah, but, to town. Because but she was. But don't forget, she left her fucking kid in. But and they're Jenny safe here. in the basement. He doesn't know they're there because Jenny. Did an amazing job of, of putting pulling the carpet that back. rug back over the. Oh, I'm like, if she gets that car- if she gets that rug wrong, she's never gonna know. She got that rug perfect over that carpet do- or the cellar door, guys. I was stunned. What so if she, she had just said Jenny take off, then she could have gotten on the horse. She could have taken off, and then not worry. Like there, it's a rainy storm. He's not gonna find them easily. Like he's not gonna be able to hear them in the woods. Like the True. wind's blowing, everything's going crazy. True. Or she should have, like, taken a two-by-four and beaten the shit out of him. But I feel like that would have, like, really changed the tone of Little House. <laughs> like, right? like, that would be real, real out of character. True. True. That would be like, now we're watching Game of Thrones. <laughs> Jenny, this useless posse, meanwhile, is two hours from town. Two hours. Wow. And they need to make a decision. So they decide to head to the Carters where they could stay in his barn. They're two hours from town? That's what they said. No, that doesn't make any sense. They said town is two hours. They're going to go to the Carters, which we know to be two miles away. The closest one would be the Carters. That's what they said. And we know that to be two miles away. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This seems ridiculous. They're idiots. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) So Stark, meanwhile, notices Jenny is gone and says... Elizabeth ran off with that boy, didn't she? Because when you think about from his point of view, he saw the boy driving off. And now Jenny's nowhere to be found. Yes. Yeah. So so then he notices the baby's gone too. And then Laura decides, you know what? I'm just going to tell him the baby's mine. The baby's mine. Here we Mm -hmm. go. He throws her around, knocks the lantern over, and it lights the cellar door (sighs) rug on fire. Motherfucker. Of course it does. She has to reveal now. That the yeah. Jenny and the baby are in the basement. She's screaming and he does, he helps her save them. I don't know why she just didn't take a bucket of water and dump it on it. Jen, I, no idea. No idea. Drag the rug outside. It's raining. Yeah. Yep. The fire wasn't covering the whole rug. It was a part of the right. rug. Yep. Drag it outside. Or throw the bucket of water on what you did. Yeah. So Jenny and Rose come out of the basement. I wrote so much for that plan. Okay. Laura then gives Jenny the bucket and says, honey, I need you to go fetch your father some water because he's hurt. Like, go now, go now, because I really need some help. So now she's like playing this. Now she's like back to pretending she's the mother. Mm -hmm. Now, meanwhile, Stark launches into some speech about how women are lucky because they don't have to be afraid because men protect them. They don't have to be afraid. Women have to be afraid every minute of every day for all eternity. Thank you very much, Mr. Stark. He's an idiot. So meanwhile, Jenny is running and comes across the posse, which also makes no sense because I thought they were two hours away. (laughs) That makes no sense. None of this makes any sense. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. Meanwhile, Stark notices that Jenny's gone. And then finally, Laura breaks down and starts fighting. And they're fighting over the baby. And she's like, I'm Laura. And he finally sees her and realizes it's Laura when, hey, everybody, comes up to the place. And instead of, like, sneaking around and trying to enter this house and save his wife and daughter, hey, everybody just stands out there and is like, hey, everybody, come on out with your hands up. Like, what? Oh, my God. What? Yeah. So... Robert Loja decides he's going to pull out a gun and go out guns blazing. 
<laughs> He's like really off the deep end. Then we hear gunshots. Cut to his we funeral. Hear, we hear a bunch of gunshots. He's going to go out in a blaze of glory. Did you know his rose is oddly chill even though there's all this gunfire going on? Yeah, she doesn't care. Doesn't even cry. She's done. And then they, She's of course, done. yes, cut to his cut funeral. To Constance is there having recovered, but she's in a wheelchair. And Rev, public enemy number one, begs God to forgive Thomas Stark because he was just scared, Jen. No, fuck this. And his fear fear turned into rage. No. And that was really bad. Yeah, this guy's all right. We feel bad for him. Mm -hmm. No. What? Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Jay, whose fault is this? This is, I mean, it's clearly the father's fault, but it's kind of okay. also capitalism's fault. Who's, whose fault is the botched recovery efforts? I mean, they recovered. <laughs> right? So in spite of himself, Doc got them recovered. No. I mean, like... Like the posse. I want you to blame the posse. Oh, oh the rescue there. efforts. The, the rescue, rescue effort. effort. Thank you. The rescue effort was, I feel like Edwards was either like drunk or asleep because Edwards knows better than this. Listen, Edwards is best when he is guided by Charles. I think Edwards just let like Almanzo take the reins on this and then was like, this is a mess and I don't even care about anything anymore. They're like 17 hours from the crime yeah. scene, like looking around me while Robert Lowe's just killing and raping everybody in town. That's ridiculous. <laughs> All right, Jenny, at the end of every episode, we look back on a theme or a lesson, talk about how it manifested itself in our lives. We called her why it's designed to finish the sentence. Gen X, this is why. What is your why for this episode, and do you remember this episode? I don't remember. The, I don't think I really watched much of season nine, now that I'm thinking of I it. I don't think so, either. Yeah. I don't remember this at all. And uh, But I have, so, like, my why is, is now. I think this is why we thought that psychotic episodes where you think someone is someone else, especially someone who's dead, were fairly common. <laughs> Right? Could like this was that on TV and all soap the time. operas? Yeah, it was like on TV all the time. Like I think we just thought this happened as a Wait regular a course. Wait a minute. Did you see the meme that somebody shared in the Mimi Bees? Like just when you think shit has hit the fan, remember that Stefano once stole John's John Black's memories and stored them on a thumb drive. <laughs> I saw that. No, was it a floppy disk? Or I don't a thumb know. drive? I don't know. But it did happen. It happened. Jenny, I have something similar. I have, this is why we were so ter- terrified of mental illness. The portrayals that we saw usually involved the yes. murdering of people, a suicide. Yeah. Okay. So I have come across this website that I love called TV Tropes. Oh, and okay. This is a trope that they call sanity slippage. <laughs> oh, no. And here's the the description of the trope. A character has been a bit off for a while. Maybe they just haven't been themselves or struggling <laughs> with who they are. Maybe they've gone as far as painting a room full of crazy while reciting a madness mantra. Or maybe they've gone through a madness makeover, but it's apparent from their actions that their <laughs> rational mind is losing its grip and they're sliding inch by inch towards insanity. The end result of this varies depending on the tone of the show it's featured in and who the character is. If the series is dark and edgy, they may go on a murderous rampage. That's this one. Yeah. Yep. On the other hand, if it's light and soft, it may be played for laughs. 
becoming a source for their hilarious dialogue and wacky plans. A villain is likely to have a villainous breakdown, while a hero might just have a heroic... What's B-S-O-D? Blue screen of death. Okay. So I think... Oh, and then occasionally a character will be seen holding back their insanity, blah, blah, blah. So I think, you know, this trope of sanity slippage was yeah. pretty common was in Little House. Yep. Yes, totally. And that's, we were terrified of mental illness. Like, you wonder why Gen Xers were afraid to go to therapy and afraid to admit we had a mental illness. Yeah, 100%. Because yep. we were like, well, we're not running around town thinking we're someone else and killing people, so we well, must be okay. And, and people are going to think we're that if we say anything. Like, people mm-hmm. are going to think we're dangerous. Yeah. Because that's what everyone's been told. Yes, yeah. 100%. All right, Jen, this was quite the shift from three into four. Yeah, they're all over the map with these things. All over the map. Why don't you tell everyone what we have coming up next? We are doing season, we're going to skip a few because we we don't want to go down a spiral of (laughs) mental decline. So we're doing season nine, episode eight, Return of Nellie. The Olsons are thrilled to learn that Nellie is returning home for a visit, (sighs) for a visit. But Nancy is not pleased about sharing the spotlight. I remember this. I do remember this. Nancy and Nellie face off Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. (laughs) I do remember that one. Jenny, who who do we root for here? Nellie, 100%. She's terrible too. She's terrible too, but she was way better than Nancy. Nancy is like just like that new brand of evil. Oh, right. Nancy's written without any redemption. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys, if you haven't already, check out our Patreon. It's how we pay the bills. It's how we keep the lights on. $5 a month gets you ad-free episodes and two bonus episodes a month. So we are in November, right? Yes. So November, we are doing My So-Called Life, and we are doing the, I almost said the boy who asked, the boy who drank too much. It's an after-school special, which we call our ass. So um, you can find that link in the show notes or you could go to patreon.com slash Gen X. This is why follow us on the gram. That's where we are. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening. We'll see you soon. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.